everybody. Welcome back to Pour the Tea Podcast. I am Tess. And I'm Mel. And we love you guys here at Pour the Tea Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are now in the weeds with Twin Love, our show of twins trying to find love while living in separate houses. It has caused some drama, some tears, a lot of tears, Mm -hmm. and a lot of laughter and a lot of making out. It's a lot of saliva. <laughs> That's a lot, a lot of going a on. A lot of going on. But I don't know if everybody remembers. We'll give a quick recap. Last we left off, we were told that the men in the garden house have to make the decision to partner up with one female, and that will leave one female out. If you are that female that's left out, you must leave the house, go to the opposite house, grab your twin, and you both are out. Okay, pause, because before we get into who is going to get eliminated, because we already know, before watching this episode, who did you think was on the chopping block? Um, from Garden House. From Garden House, I knew that Gabby really hadn't partnered up with anybody, and I knew that mm-hmm. Sabella hadn't partnered up with anybody. Gabby, okay, gotcha. if you remember, she was brand new. Her and her sister Maddie had been introduced the following day after people were already starting to make connections and that was to kind of shake up the house. Mm-hmm. Sabella has been having a very, very difficult time as opposed to her twin, Hannah, who has been living it up the high life with David. Right. And that's where we kind of left off. We were left with the fact that these guys now have to make this very big decision that's going to affect mm-hmm. not only them and their house, but possibly their twin in the, uh, in the other house. Which makes it difficult, right? You have to kind of decide, do I go for love for myself or do I go for what's best for my twin? That's a tough Mm -hmm. decision. I don't know. So we'll see. I know. But Sabella, speaking of Sabella, she's feeling a lot of pressure because she really doesn't have a match yet in the house. Which means, like we said, if she doesn't get picked tonight to match with one of the guys, she goes home. And Hannah also will go home with her. Ending Hannah's time to get to know David more. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure. And Sabella's feeling that pressure. Because sure. if you remember, she watched that twin formation. And she saw that Hannah was very, very into David. So for her, it's she feels that. She saw that her sister was doing so well and doesn't want to end it so early for a sister. Mm-hmm. So she's now in scramble mode. And she finds Samer to talk to again. We last saw them have a conversation. And... She told him something that he didn't like, and it kind of freaked him out, and that was that she had been in a four-year-long talking relationship, but that relationship was with somebody who already had a girlfriend, so somebody that was unattainable. It's so weird to me. It's so weird. I know. I know. I don't know if it's she has some kind of fear of connection with somebody. Yeah, commitment, connection. I don't know. If that really because she lived in Ethiopia, again, we don't know if she was adopted, like she came from an orphanage with her sister or how she was adopted, but she lived there. Right. Yeah, she lived in Ethiopia till she was nine, and then she was adopted with her sister and moved here. So I don't know if the only person that she can really have a connection with is her sister, Hannah, or I don't know. But four-year relationship either. with somebody, talking relationship with somebody who had a girlfriend at the time weird you're right Mm -hmm. to be honest Sabella doesn't have very many choices in the house because 
Zoe and Luke seem to have an attraction with each other, and they're kind of bonding with each other. And then you also have Cameron mm-hmm. and Matthew. They seem to have an attraction for each other. The other couple mm-hmm. in the house that are bonding are Morgan and Mickey. They're kind of attracted to each other. They're getting to know each other. They met really. They got to know each other a lot better on the carnival date. He tells her, you know, I don't want to worry about the elimination. Basically, like, you have nothing to worry about. I'm going to pick you. But I don't want to waste the time talking about the elimination. I want to get to know you. So he wants to know what Morgan now would tell 17-year-old Morgan. So apparently she was dating a guy that she thought she would go to college with. And remember how last episode I said, let's put a pin in that because she said she hadn't been in a relationship for 10 years. And Uh this is when I kind of want to call a little bit of the BS because she was 17 at the time. She had this guy in high school. She was madly in love with him. She thought that they would go to college together. They would graduate together, get married and have the babies. Uh She, I mean, she had her whole life essentially planned out. She just needed the groom, right? Mm-hmm. And now she says that that was the best thing that could have ever happened to her was the fact that that didn't work out. But I'm also like, why at 17 is that so pivotal? Like a 17 year old, like you're gonna make, you're gonna think that that's the year that is gonna be life changing for you. That you All need to make I those have decisions. to say is, thank God I did not marry the person that I thought I was in love with at 17 years old. Right. Thank you, Jesus, for protecting me from that. <laughs> but I mean, like, truly, like, do you you have your whole life planned out at 17? Like, yeah, I don't know. There's so much more life to live there. There's so many more experiences. And I mean, I got married in my 20s. You got married in your 20s. But that was normal for when. Yeah. Back back in the day, you know, like yeah. way back when that was normal. But I just. Yeah, she. She said, I was devastated by that relationship ending, which, of course, you know, if you're in a long term relationship, any end is going to be devastating. Yeah, but absolutely. And I and I don't, I don't dissuade know. her from that. And I don't I don't discredit her that I just think like at 17, you're really thinking that the that's the pivotal year in which you make like that's the year that's could change life everything. Choices. Yes. yes. I, and I try to think of what I was like at 17. The reality is even as a girl, you're still immature. You don't know what's out there. 100%. You don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I did get married in my 20s, but I got married at 27. Had my first kid at 29, almost 30. So mm-hmm. it was like I had lived a whole lifetime in my 20s, but it was never ever 17-year-old me thinking this is my year. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's just such this a weird question. Yeah. And maybe we're not getting all the information. Like, they must have had a conversation that she told him, like, something big happened to her in, at 17. But To where not, he would ask that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. What girl doesn't think that they're going to fall in love with some high school boy at 17, mm-hmm. that they're going to go to college, they're going to have great jobs, they're going to get married and have the babies? Mm-hmm. That's the reality. I know one person, I know one couple, aside from my parents, because my parents are high school sweethearts, I know one couple that I graduated with that stayed together, got married, had kids, and are still together today. I don't know. I, I just felt like 17-year-old you. Like, what? what is that year for you? I don't know. It just seemed like you're going to ask or you're going to say something to your 17-year-old kid, you? And be like, your life is going to be great. Like, let you at 17 figure it out. That's a that's a strange question. I mean, but what would you say to your 17-year-old self? I, I feel like that's a loaded question, too. I'd be like, just don't like, change hey. anything. Don't, <laughs> yeah. you know don't what I mean? Don't live your life. 
like don't change anything because if you change one thing it could change the way that you have you live your life now the whole trajectory of your life yes and the way what you have now is wonderful so by changing it in any way at 17 no i just it was stupid it was a stupid question (laughs) it was a stupid question you know it'd be like where you could have asked her something like you saw yourself at 17 in one way how has that changed from the person that you are today? That would have been a much that better question. That would have question. been way better. Right? I agree. Yeah, I, I get agree. it. 17, we're trying to figure out where we're going to be, like where we're going to go to high school or college, what we want to do, you know, that kind of stuff. But you haven't lived. It was just Heck a... no! It was just a funky, funky question. I don't know. It was. I agree. And, and again, she gives us the eyes like her sister Madison does, kind of like the droopy... The heavy-lidded. The heavy-lidded... Almost like she's a little shwasted. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> her and her sister, it's they're weird. I, I don't mind her. It just was a weird question and it was off putting that I would kind of look at it and be like, 17? Yeah. It was just another year for me. It was just a <laughs> high school year. Like, what do you mean, 17? Uh, I yeah. feel that. Ugh, I just, I don't get it. But, anyways, we've also got Gabby. So, Sabella's panicking and gabby's panicking because gabby Uh still hasn't partnered with somebody so she's also feeling that pressure and who does she go to talk to samer samer has now become (laughs) up for the picking everybody's (laughs) go-to yeah so she wants to get to know him poor guy he's like the last one on the team that like the last picked kind of situation and now all of these girls are like you don't have anybody so i'm gonna be like a mosquito to that fly trap and just Where's I see the light? You know, like I just. <laughs> well, also, it's, it's got to so feel strange. like nothing that these girls are telling you are going to be genuine. They just want to. No. They just want you to partner with they them. Just so they just want to be picked. Off. Yeah. Yes. So it's they not just like be chosen. I want to make that initial connection with you. I will say I felt like they kind of had a better connection because mm-hmm. when he had that previous conversation with her and they were talking about. Like her living in the small apartment with her sister, it was going to be shitty for a while, but she didn't want to have to rely on her parents. And then he kind of divulged about his living conditions when he moved here to the U.S. So I felt like Uh they had a better connection with Gabby. But then again, when she's talking to him, she's really only focused really on herself. And he feels that. I could see that. Yeah. And he even says, he goes, I think that she's a lot more focused on herself as opposed to his conversation with Sabella, which he felt like was maybe more geared towards her staying for Hana. Mm-hmm. So it kind of leaves him in a tight position. Yeah, which which makes sense. Yes, yeah. which sucks, right? Because now he's got to be in this awkward position where he's having to pick somebody, you know? Well, it yeah, just and the, the guys said it wasn't a feel-good decision because they don't know who is in it and who isn't. That's where it and, comes down to, know, right? You they don't, don't want to pull people you. away. Yeah, they don't want to pull people away from those who may be having a connection in the other house. So they're really at the mercy of someone else in this moment. And that that sucks. I'm it sorry. Does. Like, I'm an introvert through and through. I mm-hmm. will stay to myself. I like to have my headphones in. If you, I will make pleasant conversation day in, day out. But I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, how are you? Like, oh, I'm Melanie. You know, that's not who I am. So if I had a twin, my twin would probably be that person. Well, I'm the one that's like, okay, I'm going to stay over here. 
I'm going to watch. I Yeah, again, I don't know. You know, maybe the twin would bring that out of you. I don't know. And so then, it, but this whole experiment is wild because you are not having to, you don't have the ability to just focus on yourself. You have to also right. think about another person that you cannot talk to, bounce these ideas off, nothing. You have no communication with them. So that's tough. Sure. You can yeah. only base it off of like the five minute snippet of the twin formation that you watched. So you may have seen your twin having this wonderful, great moment for maybe like five minutes, but we don't know. But that's all you that. have to base it off of. Yeah. Like what if they just had those five minute moment and now they're not feeling the other person and now they're just thinking to themselves like, I would love to go home. Like I just mm -hmm. want to go home. Right. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of factors. So it, it's a tough decision. But then the other couple that we see is Aaron and Brittany. Douche canoe uh -huh. Aaron, who does have the four-year-old child, <laughs> and Brittany. I just, yeah, we already know my feelings on him. It is we already it know. Is. Like, I can't change him. Yes, it just sucks. But they have matched, and he does feel a connection with Brittany, but he also takes into account that his brother has a connection with Hana. So he also feels that pressure, right? So he says, I don't, I, I really like Brittany, and I do think that he does like Brittany, he wants to get to know her. On the other flip side of the coin, he sees that Sabella does not have a match and her twin is bonding really well with his twin. So right. he goes, he thinks, do I go Ugh. with, do I go with what I want, which is Brittany, or do I go the sacrificial lamb and go for, for my Sabella? Brother. Yeah. So my brother has, can keep going with that connection. That's mm -hmm. a tough one. That is ooh. again like what a conundrum. So glad I'm not, <laughs> I'm not put in that kind of position because he's torn. Yeah. He just doesn't know what to do. Sure. So it comes time for the elimination. It's the ceremony. Ooh. It's the one that we. It's been nail biting up until this point. We really do not know what i mean we know what some of the guys are going to do but we really do not know what aaron's going to do and we really don't know who samer's going to pick we have no clue we don't and the people that are in the vista house are literally watching all of this unfold on the tv screen mm -hmm. so they're seeing okay my sibling is cho chose this one so then that automatically makes that girl safe in the yeah. vista house she can relax Right. Knowing that she's not going to go home because her sister in the other house just got, got picked. picked. Yeah. Right. Whew. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. So the guys, just like they did at the very beginning, they're standing across from the girls. Mm -hmm. And Luke is the first one to choose. And of course, he picks Zoe. No doubt about it. Love it. And she agrees to stay with him. Perfect. Mm -hmm. They're done. So that means that Bailey is now safe. Mm -hmm. So she can relax in the Vista house. Next up, we have Mickey. Mickey, who's twins with JR. He chooses Morgan. Naturally, we knew that was happening. That was a relationship mm -hmm. that had just been progressing. And she agrees to stay with him. That means that Madison in the Vista house gets to stay because that's her twin. Right. Followed by that, we have Matthew. Matthew and, Mo and Cameron have been really getting to know each other. He picks Cameron. And ultimately, she says, yes, she'll stay with him. So that means that Kara in the Vista house, who is Cameron's twin, she is safe. That's to say. Mm -hmm. Now we come to Samer. 
And we're like, okay, who is Thamer going to pick? He wasn't sure about Sabella and he wasn't sure about Gabby. Well, yeah, because the poor guy has been last pick. And so all of these girls are starting to come out of the weeds and be like, oh, so you're going to pick me today? Mm-hmm. You know, like, ugh. Well, he ultimately chooses, drum roll, he chooses Gabby. And Gabby agrees to stay with him. That means mm-hmm. that Maddie in the Vista house, she gets to stay as well. She's safe. We're down to the final two ladies who are Brittany and Sabella, and it is left to Aaron to make the decision. Who will stay? Aaron the player. Who will go? Yes, Aaron the player. This in the Vista house is the moment when the TV gets cut off. So now mm-hmm. they have no clue. They don't know who Aaron picks. That's so crappy. That's I so know, crappy. But it, and I know that the they do it for dramatic effect. And, you know, but I was like, wait, what do you mean? Then they have to walk into the foyer of the house. And wait to find out who Aaron there. picked. Yeah, because they're like, one of y'all's twins is going to show up at the door. And that's yep. how you're going to know you were the one eliminated. Yep. Well, we ultimately see who Aaron chooses. And it's Brittany. So the, that means that Sabella is kicked out of the house and in turn means that they open up Hana. the door to Sabella, which means now Hannah has to leave the house. And I know that Hannah was really bummed because she's getting to know David. I, I was sad for her because I, I really was. liked her and David together and I thought they were truly making a genuine connection. And if we rewind, David is the one of the twins of Aaron and David that we feel like he is a true person we feel like he is uh genuine and is there for the right reasons and so that just just sucks for her because sabella didn't even make an effort she let her introvertedness and all of that be the driving force versus like being able to put that aside reach out make some connections and i think her her outcome would have been different but she didn't even give it a shot she didn't give it a chance she didn't well and then also it's like i don't want aaron to have that happiness but at the same time it's not britney's fault and it's not whitney's fault so it's like a domino effect it is it is but poor david he's so crushed understandably he is sad his it's yeah, it's heartbreaking because he doesn't get that opportunity to get to know Hana anymore. But Sabella is super apologetic to Hana because yeah. she was the wallflower. So she didn't really put herself out there and that ruined her sister's chance at finding love. Yeah. So whereas I hope that David finds somebody in the house, I also kind of hope that, you know, maybe outside of the house they can make a connection yeah. and figure out where this goes because... I think that they they had chemistry. They had something good going there. And Hannah was so sweet. I think she has that kind of infectious personality where she's just not overly bubbly. She's just very warm and welcoming and easygoing that David yeah. was really attracted to. Mm-hmm. Again, I take into account that they are not geographically, it's undesirable. That's true. So you're saving yourself in that sense. I guess. I mean, I do think it would be a lot of heartbreak if you get to know that person and then he lives in Philadelphia and I think she lives in Washington, D.C. And while that is somewhat closer, it would still be a train ride. Yes, it would be a lot of commitment and probably not a lot of seeing each other. And that would be tough considering he seems very, very focused on his career. So while, but, and while we hurt for David for a minute. Jair asks David what his next plan is. And David's like, I don't even know what to do now. But let's just 
fast forward a little bit, he had zero problem moving in on Whitney. Yeah, he didn't, did he? He he had no problem just kind of moving on and being like, all right, well, I'm going to go to Whitney now. And I didn't they kiss? Pretty sure they did. I don't remember. There was so much going on. I, I, there was. I, I honestly don't remember. I just know that ultimately Aaron just says that it, while it was a very difficult decision for him, he's just his brother's going to have to work harder to make a connection to stay in the house. I mean, that's yep. I mean, he was working hard. Mm-hmm. He did have a connection. So you can't say that. That's such a douchey thing to say. So now that the dust has settled, we're in the next day. Our lovely Nikki comes to the house. She wants to know how Aaron is feeling. And he feels like crap. He does. He feels like crap for what he did to his brother. Mm-hmm. But he knew he had to make the decision on what was best for him. I mean, yes, I get it. We're here for our own individual happiness, too. I mean, right. I get it. I, you know, you have to look out for number one in that sense, even though you also have a number two in this. Yeah, your other number one is in the house that you have no communication with. That's tough. Yeah. So I get it. I can I can somewhat respect the decision, mm-hmm. but it still is kind of like. It's a sucky, it's a sucky situation to be put in, unfortunately. Well, it's sucky too, because Aaron is such a sleazeball. Like, why couldn't he, he has made mention numerous times that he's going to move on. He's going to, if he feels that it's right in a relationship, he's going to pursue it. So he could have made that connection with With anybody to, with anybody. Yes. It is what it is. I know. I mean, I don't see these two working out that let's just be honest here. I don't see these two working out. I saw David and Hannah work out better than I saw Aaron and Brittany work out. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, moving on, we're on to the next day. And Nikki tells us that the only two people that have not gone out on dates are Cameron and Kara, who are sisters. It just randomly mm-hmm. happened that the two sisters are the only two that haven't gone out on dates, on a special date. Mm-hmm. Cameron immediately chooses Matthew to be her date. They're already really, really bonding. So we see the date. And it's a beach date. I don't really, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of a beach date. Like, Why? I wouldn't want my first date to be a beach date because you're going to get sand and crevasses that you did not want sand to be <laughs> <Crevasse>. in. <laughs> and you're going to be in the water. I hate, like, being wet from salt water. It's sticky. I don't know. It can be hot. You got the freaking seagulls bugging you, trying to take your damn food. You've got, like, I wouldn't want the sand everywhere. Of- of being in a bathing suit on my first date, I think. But they're they're all so cute and have like, yeah, they don't, yeah. But me personally, that's right. what I think about is like, eh, do I really want to be in a bathing suit on the first date? Like, let's, Not let's really. save that. <laughs> no. Not really. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank so you. I, I just feel like beach date is not my scene i like to go to the beach but let's i mean for a first real official you and me date i'm not i'm not here for it you're gonna get sand in the food Mm -mm. i will give them props though they had it set up nicely where there was like blankets and pillows and like this cabana and it looked good but again yeah there's sand in places that there should not be sand and have you ever bitten down on food and there have been sand on the food Yes, I have kids. We've been to the beach. They put their sandy hands in everything. So It's horrible. I don't want to eat freaking sand and crunch. It's just no. I'm not I'm not here for the beach. 
It's, I, I mean, and plus, if it's in California, that water is freaking freezing. Uh, yeah, I don't care what you say. I don't care what time of year it is. The it's Pacific always ice is cold. always freezing cold. Frigid. Frigid cold. So I'm just saying a beach day is not my ideal day. I will go <laughs> to the beach, but I would not want to be on a date at the beach. I but they agree. seem to be living the their best life. They're frolicking in the water and doing what every rom-com does when they're on a date at the beach, right? Kicking the water. Frolic. <laughs> they're frolicking in the water. They're dipping each other, going into the waves, holding each other. It's like, <laughs> like, okay, next thing you know, it's like we're in a Nancy Myers movie or something. We get to know Cameron a little bit more on her personal life. So mm-hmm. Matthew wants to know what her parents do. And she says that her dad sells tools. But unfortunately, her mom has uh, passed away. So mm-hmm. in 2020, her mom really, really struggled with alcohol issues. Mm-hmm. So she had uh, some alcohol addiction and unfortunately mm-hmm. couldn't beat it. And right. she says, you know, I'm not happy that my mom died by any means, but I am relieved to know that she's no longer suffering through that. Yeah. And let's be honest, this was filmed in 2022. That's still very fresh for her. That's only two years and for her sure. to come out saying, you know, I know I'm not happy, but I, I'm relieved that mm. she's, she's no longer suffering. suffering. You know, I mean, I'll be really honest with you. I'm coming up on two years of my brother passing away. And it has yeah. been a very, very difficult time. Um, mm-hmm. I am not going to cry right now, but I have cried very okay much. It's okay if you do. I know it is, but I've cried a lot lately because it'll be just like, oh, my God, I'm getting emotional. But it's like something will bring like make me think about him. And um, it's just very tough because it's very still very fresh. So I get that. Sure. And um, I live with a lot of um, things that you wish you would have said. Um, I didn't get a chance to tell him. That I was pregnant, like he had died right when we were telling everybody. Like we wanted right. to to wait. And that's that is a regret that I have. Sure. I know he knows. You know, I know he knows. Um but anyways, that's I feel that. And for her to come out of that, feeling that way of saying she's relieved, oh my god, that's that takes that's a heavy. lot. Yeah. I did not think I was going to cry, but no, it's only it's because okay. it's so fresh, you know. It's two years. Well, and it's tough. The grief never goes away. You know, it doesn't. like I heard this, I heard this, uh, this analogy, I guess you could say, and it just says the ball is grief and it's rolling around in this box. And when it first happens, it's like, you know, every, every chance it gets, the ball is hitting a corner. It's hitting a side. It's, there's no way like, the box just barely fits over the ball and then your life goes and the box gets bigger but the grief still stays the same yeah yeah I mean it does I mean there are times where you think to yourself of like what was the last thing I said of him you know said to him and you know I should have you always think like I should have done more I should have said more um sure you know but my gift was I named my youngest so my young my son's name is Oliver Joshua and I have that Mm -hmm. connection and you know I'll always have a connection to him and it's it hurts but in the same time like I know that he you know he had heart issues and Mm -hmm. he was born with a heart defect and it just 
despite being, you know, under doctor's care, it, it just gave out and it was very right. sudden, very unexpected. Right. And I don't want it to be that way, but I'm also relieved to know that the suffering is not there. And I'm also very sure. relieved to know that he didn't suffer at all. You know, he didn't suffer at all with, it, it was very fast. Right. But yeah, I mean, you just, with a death like that, you, while life doesn't stay the same, mm-hmm. your life kind of molds around it. And it's kind sure. of a, it looks different. You, you still keep going, but yeah, there's a void and it just, it just looks different. It's, it's modified in some way. Right. So, I mean, you know, those are my tears. That's my, my moment. I didn't think that it was going to happen, but it was, we're coming up it on it. You. Again, it hits. it hits you just at the random, at the most random times. And it does. you never know when it's going to happen. And, and it's okay yeah. to express those feelings too. Yeah. So when she said that, and then they said that it was only two years. I was like, I feel that two years, right? This sure. is, ha- this is, two years after like when my birthday hits it'll be two years two days later but um anyway so I I I loved that she said that and she seems like very strong person and Matthew he loves her for opening up to him so being so vulnerable and opening up to him in that way Mm -hmm. he tells her he wants a family and he does want kids she wants kids too they kind of are finding that they're they have very similar interests in things which is great I got to tell you, I did not like I did Matthew. Not, I, I didn't, didn't see did it like coming. <laughs> I did not see it coming. No, I did not like these two to begin with. They came in so douchey, but he really does like her. <laughs> he you know, does. I and don't... he's treating her the way that she should be treated. You know, like he's very respectful. Very. Yes. He, he just, the good is coming out. And I like that because we were both like, eh, frat boys. No, thank you. <laughs> I know with the chain I just cannot get over it the chain necklace I just cannot it is so ugly but they're bonding they they're bonding they're both finding out that they want kids they both want like she wants uh more boys than she wants girls right and then oddly enough I guess talking about kids kind of like churns them on so then they immediately just start sucking face so they end their date with like (laughs) You know, like just making out, making out on the beach. And, yeah, you, you can like, tell you know they're what? feeling together. Yeah, let's just let's just start this now. Might as well just send out the save the dates <laughs> as we speak. Exactly. Back at the house, there are a couple of rooms that they are just now showing us, and it's called the twin intimacy, where the couples can have their privacy to. Uh, I'm gonna assume to bang <laughs> it out, right? I mean, can we just assume that that's what it's for? There are um, cameras in yes. there. Which I'm like, it's not actually private. You realize this, right? Like, we can still see all oh, of the things that you we are doing in this room. Mm-hmm. Well, Brittany plans on taking a, I want to say a, a Ron. But that's I did only- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Key and Peel. But I just want to keep saying a, a Ron. Oh, my gosh. Every time I see it, I'm like, and that's how I how I write it out is a, a Ron. Yes. A, a Ron. Yes, but I Never don't know. Again. I don't know how he would feel about me calling him A.A. Ron. I don't even care though. I should just call him A.A. Ron. This is our podcast. You can podcast. Sit, you can call him A.A. Ron we if you want. We can cry. We can bitch and moan, and we can call you A.A. Ron when your name is Aaron. All right. <laughs> but thank you and good night. Thank you. Yes, and she's gonna invite him to one of those rooms that night. Ew. I know. He's probably gonna get her knocked up. Oh my 
God. I can't even imagine. I mean, she decks this out, right? She sets up that room. She sets up with rose petals on the floor. She puts like rose petals and a heart on the bed. I wish we could know the time lapse here. Like, is this like the second day that y'all know each other? Or is has a week passed? Has well, two weeks passed? No way. It can't be. So it's got to be like the first night they or the first day they got there. Right. They all got to know each other. That night, they kind of had their first matchups. The next day, you get Gabby and Maddie coming and just fucking shit up. And then that night, they go on the carnival <laughs> date, right? It's so true. So this is probably like the fourth day. Because then Maddie and Gabby get there. They go on the date that second night. The third day is when they're told that they have to make that tough decision. That they've got to pick the girl. And so then yeah. now we're on the date night. So yeah, this is day four. She is taking him in that room. She's taking A.A. Ron in the bump and grind room on day four. <laughs> and she's got that heart on the bed. He loves that she did this for him. And she has given him a massage. Getting him nice yeah, and Yeah, because there's cozy. massage oils in the middle of the heart. Oh my God. I just can't. I cannot know. No, ma'am. But they're making out. And then all we see is them just kind of like getting to hopping on the good foot to do the bad thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. All I have to say, though, is whoever owns this house, you better have a freaking maid service and hazmat suits on speed dial. You're going to need it. You need to have crime scene investig like the crime scene cleanup like come and douse your house in freaking sage and hydrogen peroxide i don't even know no at this point burn it down and collect the insurance money i mean there's just no salvaging it right redo oh my god it's so i wouldn't i mean you would that room would be tainted forever that room would never be clean to me i could not you would never Mm -mm. put a black light in there i know don't ever by the way do that in a hotel room no, I'm good. I have. I, I would rather be an ignorant bliss. Ignorant like, truly. bliss. <laughs> that is true. Oh, my God. Anyways. Ugh. So later that night, Cameron and Matthew, they return from their date at the beach. And they tell all the other house guests that they had a wonderful time and that they for sure made out. So I'm like, well, I think we could kind of all assume that you made exactly. out. If you're making right. out around the house, whatever. You're making out on your date. Yes. But this is when Nikki comes to the house and she's going to introduce a game for us. But we're going to put a pin in that because we are going to go rewind and we're going to start from the beginning of this episode. And we're going to see now from the point of view of the Vista house. Right. Because the Vista house. So there's so much back and forth that we decided to split it up between houses because Tess and I were getting confused, y'all. You look exactly alike. We have no idea who's who, where's where, what's happening. So we had to split it up this way. But, um, okay, so Ahana leaves the house, right? And they have Mm -hmm. to move on. They have to go on with their lives, all of this stuff. Kara is Cameron's twin. Mm -hmm. And Cameron went on a date with Matthew at the beach. We just heard about all of that, which was great. Fun stuff. They're making out. (laughs) <laughs> so Kara gets to go on a date with Seth and Seth has been one. He's also been a little bit of a wallflower. And if you remember in the very first episode, he was really sad that he had to be split up from his brother. He cried yeah. a little bit and I felt for him. And I think Seth is, he's a good looking guy. Like yeah. him and his brother are the ones that love country music. 
ice cold beer and line dancing. And I am here for all of that. So um, Kara and him go on a date and they too go to the beach and she starts telling, you know, he asks her about about his really or her relationship with her parents. And she says, I have a great relationship with my dad. And then she she very lightly kind of treads into talking about her mom, which we know had passed. And she gets emotional as well, which obviously, how could you not? It's your mom, you know, who died two years ago. But um, she she kind of reiterates that her mom, no one will ever know her mom going forward, that her future boyfriend, her kids, you know, any friends that come into her life, all of Mm -hmm. that, like that she will never know that. And so that makes her really sad. And Seth is super understanding about that. And he hugs her and he says that he has struggled with his relationship with his mom and that it's not something that he's ever really talked about with anybody else. So we're seeing this like emotional connection kind of form between the two of them with having a little bit of a loss there, a void in their lives. And um, Kara kind of derails the the conversation and she goes yeah. <laughs> I don't want to just jump into a relationship with somebody and I, and he's like, like wait a minute like I thought that we were doing well here yes I thought that we were doing well and <laughs> that we were on this common path and then she just goes yeah let me pull over to the side the train has gone off the rails it really has. And she just wants to make sure she's not wasting her time. She thinks that she's had her guard up and that she's really bad at expressing her feelings. And it totally threw <laughs> poor Seth. It totally threw <laughs> him off because he thought it. he has been through it. He never even got um, picked at but, the beginning to add insult to injury. A poor guy. I know. And meanwhile, his brother got match. picked by three different girls. I know. In Isn't the garden that house. Nuts. But you know, they are cute. They probably, they are probably the ones that I would have gravitated towards in the very, very beginning. Like off of looks, I probably would have gravitated towards them. But oddly, it's so weird how the extremes, right? His brother Luke got picked three times and he got picked zero times. Zero. Yes. So it, this whole conversation totally threw Seth off because he thought that everything was good. And then it was a setback because, because she was guarded. Like, Mm -hmm. What the hell? Like what? What just? <laughs> just happened? say it, sweetie. You don't feel him. But why would you invite him on the date then? Exactly. Like if I, why waste his time? Why waste your time? Yeah. Why not? It was just weird. Yeah. So again, then the twintimacy rooms start being inter. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That laugh, your laugh that you do like that, it just. <laughs> oh, it's because I feel it. I know that feeling. I know it. Okay, so the Twintimacy rooms were introduced, as Tess mentioned, and let your mind take you where it wants to go here because it's exactly what you're thinking. It doesn't okay? have to go far. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they get back to the house and Kara starts dishing with the other girls about her date with Seth. She doesn't feel like there's a spark with him. And I'm like, rude. I know. He's such a cute guy. And he's such a good man. I know. She's missing her sister Cameron and didn't think she would be feeling this way because they had gone to separate colleges. They lived apart. They had been okay with being their own person. Which is great. Um, But they hadn't. I think that's great, too. Yeah, absolutely. But they had not talked, they hadn't not talked every day. 
So that was different for them. And that kind of threw a wrench in how they were feeling and the emotions that they were feeling about this whole experiment. Mm-hmm. So moving on, Kara, she goes and grabs Seth later in the night and she asks him about their date and how he felt about it because she just isn't feeling anything and she doesn't want to keep like leading him on, I guess you could say. But I'm like, I'm like was okay, he... well, there was nothing to lead on. I was going to say like, but was he like attached to your hip like a puppy dog? Like, I don't, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, maybe there were things that we didn't see. Maybe. You know, that's, that's what we have to assume. It just was so random. It was kind of like... I don't think that he was thinking at all because you didn't make out on the date and you really did no. kind of like put a wrench in things. It wasn't like he was. But it was so hope. weird. So they had to have cut and edited things very strangely because for it to be going so good, they were making that emotional connection. And then just it was like someone literally slammed on the brakes. Yeah, it was weird. Really it weird. was weird. But she asked him about their date and how he felt. He said, he was like, I felt like there were quite a few mixed signals. And she agreed. I'm yeah. like, okay, so why did you do that? But she ends up friend zoning him. And he agreed. <laughs> She's like, well, I really hope we can be friends. And he was like, mm. okay, yeah. He agreed that it was what he needed to hear as much as it sucked. Yeah. But he, he was actually grateful so he could move on and not have any guilt or like anything kind of being held over his head because she made it very clear nothing else was going to go forward i guess but has kara even been interested in anybody else i don't think so they haven't really showed that huh yeah okay Mm -mm. so moving on to bailey and samir um they are just chit-chatting and he said that he's been looking for his life partner in all the wrong places aka clubs yeah (laughs) and he said (laughs) so like 20 year old so like what the girl you're looking at 22 year old hot blonde tall model-esque that's sitting in front of you i mean you know (laughs) probably not the best place to try to find a life partner but i'm just saying yeah um, but he said when he initially saw her, he felt blessed. And he, I know, that and was that's, sweet. It was so cute because Brie was like, How are you feeling? And he, you know, when they flipped their cards and they had made a match, and he was like, Blessed. And his <laughs> eyes were just, he Big was, smile. He was seeing some magic happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said that she might be exactly what he's looking for. He said she's very mature for her age, which I would have to agree with. You know, Mm -hmm. from what we've seen, she does seem very mature and um, that he only has eyes for her and nobody else. He wanted to reassure her of that, that he's not he's not playing the field. He's not here for anybody else. He's here for her. Mm. Um, And she said she's 90 percent in and that the age factor keeps coming up. And I'm like, okay, you that means that you still have 10 percent of a sliver of a doubt that this is not going to be good because he's 10 years older than you. But then again, remember, it's only like day three or four. So for her to be 90%, it's True. like, okay, okay, I give it to her. Which, yeah, valid point, valid point. But he said he won't stop her from anything, from talking to other guys or anything like that. But he wants her to come back home to him kind of thing. Like, yeah. you can go ahead and talk to anybody else, but you're coming home to daddy at the end of the day <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, my okay? God. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's really how he kind of put that. Is that what you call John? Do you call him daddy? I do. That would be so weird because I call my daddy daddy. So I mean, but he's no. big daddy. John or my dad? Your dad would be big daddy. 
And then my John daddy. would be daddy. <laughs> no, we got to stop. That's gross. I can't. <laughs> if I ever. You dug that hole. Yeah. If I ever heard you t- uh, calling John daddy, I'd be like, we got to go. <laughs> Something's wrong here. We have got to go. <laughs> no, I'm. it's mainly babe. Yeah. I only use John if I'm upset or he's not listening and I can't get his attention. I'm like, John! <laughs> I've heard that too. Yes. <laughs> that is so Now true. you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we use, ba- we say babe all the time, but I'll say babe when I'm mad. Like, babe. Like, babe. Like, he'll know. I don't, I, well, no, I do also say David and then I'll say his middle name. I won't, I won't say his middle name here, but yeah, he knows when yes, he's in trouble. Yes, I do the same thing. And yeah, again, I'm not, I wouldn't, wasn't going to say his middle name too, but I'm like, I'm going to drop your government name right now. So you better come and watch out. Uh-huh. Okay. That's when you know it's serious. Yes. Yes. So uh, going back to the Twintimacy room, mm. Madison and Jair, they Jair. snug. Jair. I have such a hard time. I'm going to call him Jair. It is, but by the way, I really do like him. So it's no shade to him. I really do like him. I like him and Mickey. Right. Mm-hmm. I do too. But I have a hard time pronouncing your name. So if you listen to this, your name is now Jair. Thank you and good night. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> they, uh, Madison and Jair, they snuggled in and started making out on the bed. They they were going to mm-hmm. handle that in the in the Twintimacy room. Yes, they were. And then it just kind of blacks out and goes to the Twintimacy do not disturb sign. <laughs> and, you know, I'm uh-huh. I'm thinking they shacked up. I'm thinking. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just going to assume that. They utilize that room for the sole purpose that it is there for. I'm they sure. They were DTF. So after all of that said and done and it blacks out, Brie shows up the next day. Beautiful Brie. And she, the past few days have included a lot of emotion. So she's like, we need to have a little bit of a fun day. Mm -hmm. They have items in their rooms to slip into something more comfortable. I know. Ah. Is it more comfortable, though? (laughs) I'm sorry. They go to their rooms and it's full on lingerie (laughs) for the girls and robes for the men. Where are the robes for the girls? I know. I I don't want to wear lingerie. I don't want to have... No. A string up my ass. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I want my robe I with want the my fuzzy freaking sl- robe. And I, I want don't want that robe. thin ass robe. No, I want like thick terry cloth l- robe. <clears throat> I want full on plush. Yes. It better like it needs to come from the feathers of monkeys. I don't even know. Like <laughs> feathers of a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you monkey feather and fool. I mean, not really. I I don't want actual animal fur, but I just, you well, know, sweetie, they soft. don't have feathers. I know. It was all that came to mind <laughs> at that moment. We just had to She's roll like, with it. Okay. She got so damn close to that camera. Like, bitch, listen up. I freaking know it's not the way it goes. All right. I know the damn monkeys don't have damn feathers. Don't make me look like a freaking idiot. <laughs> That's exactly what and she did to me. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that moment. <laughs> oh, like, man. Shit. This has been an episode of laughter and tears all coming God, down at the same time. What a freaking roller coaster. <laughs> so the girls change and they're showing that they're wearing these skimpy old clothes with um, very little to the imagination. 
And they all meet on the lawn together. So both houses are coming together and they are separated by a wall. <clears throat> so you've mm-hmm. got Vista House on one side. You've got Garden House on the other. All of the guys in their robes, the, the women in their lingerie. Yeah. And um, even though the floss, yes, even though the wall is up, they know that the other twin is there. So they want to start testing their twin telepathy as far as feelings go. If the other twin can feel what the other one is feeling. And so they have these different tools. So there's a head massager. There's a feather. There's wet noodles. I know. Gross. No, don't do that. Don't put that on me. No, don't put wet noodles Mm -hmm. on me. I don't have time for that. No. Um, Or there's ice cubes. And so they have to figure out so there's this like lounge chair sitting on both sides and each twin is going to take their turn in utilizing one of these four objects yeah one of these four objects to use on the other person Mm -hmm. on their partner and then the the partner that's in the chair has to then give a noise or like some sort of inclination as to what you have to try to guess is oh my god okay so it's it's like if mel and i were twins right so i'm in the garden house mel's in the vista house there's this big wall that's standing up she and i are going to be sitting in these lounge chairs and we each have a partner i've got john a and you've got john b right we can still talk to each other it's not like i can't hear you but i can't see you so let's say for example john a now has to get an item either the head scratcher the feather the noodle or the ice he has to take the ice, let's say, rub it up my arm, and I have to make like a ooh or like ah noise. And Mel, <laughs> Mel being my twin, has to guess what item like, he used. Like, okay, he's using a head scratcher on your, or, you know, the head massager on your leg. Yes. And if you got it right, both, both parts, the body part and the object, you get two points. Right. If you only or you get, get one point for yes. location or one yes. point for item that has used. Yes. So that was used. Yes. So each of these twins are going to take their turn trying to really delve into that telepathy in hopes that they can figure out what object on what body part is being touched on their twin that's on the other side of that wall. Yeah. And the prize is that you get to send and receive video messages from your twin. That's, that's big. a great gift. That's, that's a great big gift for them. Yeah. Yeah. So of course all of it all of them are in it to win it. Ultimately the game, the telepathy was not very strong because really only a couple of the twins guessed what the other twin was experiencing with what item. Mm-hmm. And we're we're going to spare you the confusing details of this game because it yes. was so much back and forth and we even we were getting confused. So Yes. All to say there was only the ultimate winners at the end. So the ultimate winners were Brittany and Whitney. They get to receive. And Samer and Samir. And Samer and Samir get to receive, give and receive messages to and from each other. So Mm -hmm. this is the first time that we're seeing the twins get to even communicate with each other prior to being sent home. Right. And this gives, you know, like a pep in the step of Brittany and Whitney and Samer and Samir. This is huge for them. How could it not? Yeah. Yeah. They Absolutely. they get to communicate with each other in some form or fashion, which is like, what do you waste your time talking about? You're like, oh, oh my God, I miss you, but this is what's going on in the house. So da 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 da. Yeah. So know. all of that to say, the game ends. They realize they win. It's all exciting. And then there's 
an announcement that mm-hmm. there's a not so little surprise for everyone waiting back at the houses. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to the house. And of course, everybody and knows, right? Everybody's assuming, everybody like, all right, there's going to be some new guy there. There's going to be some new girl there. Like, we, we already know it. We, we already know. know. Right, right. So it, they come in and they're, all you see is somebody's hands pouring champagne in glasses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we already know it's a guy just based off the hands. Mm-hmm. And we get introduced to Kush yep. at the garden house Yep. and Love at the Vista house. L-U-V, and Love. L-U-V, yes. Yeah. And they freaking look like Disney prince, princes. Mm-hmm. They're Indian they are good-looking guys, and they're about to um, stir up some stir up some drama. I feel like so. Yeah, because a couple of the girls were like, "Hello, love. Hello, Kush. <laughs> yeah. Nice yeah. to meet Welcome. you. Welcome. Let's go get to know each other." And then that's kind of where it ends. I know. So I, I'm anxious to see who goes after Love and Kush. So. I am too, but at some point, like, we're going to stop introducing people, right? Because I think the ultimate goal here is to, like, be the last With couple somebody. standing. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Oh, my God. At what point does that stop? But we'll see. Yeah. I know because it was Kara that was really interested in love. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was worried a little bit for her because she doesn't have a partner. But hello, Seth has not had a partner yet. And we all know what's going to come next. It's going to be the girls' turn to pick. I don't want Seth and Luke to leave. I don't want them either, too. So Seth's going to have to get his shite together. I know. Oh, my god! So hopefully that happens. But we shall see in the coming episodes of Mm -hmm. what's going to happen between these couples. So tune in with us. We're watching Twin Love on Amazon Prime. And we'd love for you guys to follow along. Because we're enjoying this as as confusing as it can be. (laughs) It has been a really interesting show. I actually like the plot. Like I like the idea behind it. It's a good. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the way that the way that we're breaking it down. I think that helps. Like I think we can then just focus on the garden house house and then we focus on the vista house and then that kind of helps everybody ultimately you just need to know that one twin is leaving with the other Mm -hmm. twin and that Mm -hmm. twin may or may not be bonded with another person in the house it's true it's true it sucks but that's where it is guys listen we always say it but we always mean it thank you so much for listening for following along come follow us on all of the socials all the places that you can find it Come drop us a line at pourtheteapodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Five stars, please. And share. And share it. We want to spread the love. We yes. we plan on moving up to number one spot in South Africa before we start hitting <laughs> it in America. Okay. Okay. But in all reality, we cannot grow without you. We so cannot grow without you. We even are just a like, you. a share, anything like that is very helpful. So yes. thank you for doing that. Yes, and we love you guys. We mean it from the bottom of our heart. Every time we get together, we record, we put these out here, we get the likes, we get the comments. It just means so much to us. It really does because we're just two girls, really like nobody. With a dream. With a dream. And it's just for you to even take even like five seconds to read a post from us just means the world. And we cannot thank you enough. So thank you guys so much. And we love you. And Please follow along so then you get to know who these people are. And so then you can know who Kara is compared to Cameron and Whitney and Brittany and all, all the of the people. Yes. All the people. So again, guys, we love you thank guys you so much. We love you. And next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.